following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. It's a time Here's of year. Your host, college of Brad Logan. Center stage for the NCAA tournament. Find the applause. If you're looking to wager this year, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. I believe in hope. I believe in belief. I do love a locker room. It smells like potential. And welcome into today's show. We've got a lot to get to today with spring football is cranked up. We'll hear from head coach Lane Kiffin. We'll also hear from transfer quarterback Jackson Dart and how things are going on the gridiron as Ole Miss uh, has a pretty good spring so far. Uh, everything I've seen, it's, uh, you know, we'll get into it later. But, you know, I'm like a lot of you guys. Leaving the Sugar Bowl, leaving the Superdome, and so many offensive players leaving, I thought to myself, actually told someone I was with, there's no way this team is going to be very good next year. And it appears I'm probably going to be wrong because this offense is loaded. It's loaded because Lane Kiffin did a great job in the transfer portal. We'll get to all of those positions and, of course, hear from, from the coach and Jackson Dart here in just a moment. Baseball swept over the weekend. Uh, I'll tell you why I don't think it's time to uh, absolutely hit the panic button. And uh, a lot of people have, and I understand why you have. But there are reasons for optimism going forward. And that's not just sugarcoating anything. I truly believe that there's an opportunity for Ole Miss to be successful this year. I don't think this is an Omaha team, probably not a team that, that wins a Super Regional right now, but I do think it's a team that can make some noise in the SEC, and we'll get to why in just uh, just a little bit. Ole Miss softball um, comes off a very disappointing weekend at Mississippi State, getting swept by the Bulldogs. But, you know, give Coach Jamie Traxel a lot of credit. He gets the team together. They sweep number then 19th ranked Missouri. So a nice weekend uh, in store, or <clears throat> a nice weekend was had by the Ole Miss softball team. Um, scored a lot of runs and uh, kind of righted the ship just a little bit. 
the some developments, I guess you could say, with Coach Joe. Uh, maybe did she flirt with Texas A&M, or maybe did she flirt with, with some other programs, maybe Georgia. At the end of the day, the, a deal gets sealed, and Coach Joe will be the coach barring something unforeseen next season at Ole Miss. There was a report that leaked uh, out of the Georgia media group that uh, Coach Joe was uh, looking to be maybe one of the coaches uh, for uh, Georgia, the head basketball coach for the women's program. Joni Taylor Taylor took the job. By the way, Joni Taylor, a Meridian, Mississippi native, took the job at Texas A&M uh, as Gary Blair, of course, the uh, incredibly successful longtime head coach at Texas A&M, stepped aside. So there was an opening there. I thought maybe Ross Bjork, who's obviously – very close, uh, was integral in hiring Coach Joe along with, at that time, Lynette Johnson. And um, I'll be honest, I think Joni Taylor's a great hire for, for A&M. So they went that direction, which opened up Georgia. But uh, Ole Miss and Keith Carter uh, secured Coach Joe for uh, the foreseeable future anyway. A lot to get to uh, across sports, uh, across the sports landscape uh, at Ole Miss. Now, I will say there is an open scrimmage, just like it was this past Saturday, Use gate 33 uh, for fans coming to the, the scrimmage on Saturday. Use gate 33, park in the parking garage, and I think sit in the south end zone. Gates open at 1130, and I think the scrimmage is at noon. I'll double-check all of that before we get to the football segment of the show. But uh, as memory serves, look at the email. I think the scrimmage is going to begin at noon. So and let me rephrase that. Lane Kiffin, you'll hear him say this in a moment ago when, when one of the, media, the members of the media ask him and use the word scrimmage. It's not a scrimmage. It's a practice, but, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll call it a scrimmage on the show. I uh, want to thank our sponsors for the show. Uh, specifically, want to thank our new sponsor, University Traditions. It's a great spot to get a good-looking hat. And when you go to UNIV Traditions on Twitter or just type in or Google University Traditions, you'll see some really cool hats. And they've got everything from the mesh backing, the low profile, which is what I like, and the good news is, is if there's a team in the Southeastern Conference that you like, they've got you covered. And use the promo code BRAD, B-R-A-D. You'll save 10% today if you use that promo code. Just tell them that you heard it here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Uh, of course, they've got a lot of Ole Miss hats, but the good news is if you've got a, a family friend that's in Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, they've got those hats too. And they're very clean. They're not busy. They feel good. It's an imperial cap. Imperial makes a fantastic hat. So, Use that promo, uh, promo code BRAD, B-R-A-D, and save 10% today. Remember, you can get this podcast all across your podcast platforms, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, anywhere you can get your podcast. We're grateful that you leave a, a review for us and leave us a, a thumbs up. We appreciate you listening. Be sure and tell a friend. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. And of course, I'm Brad Logan. Follow me on Twitter. That's at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E. Let's get to the second half of the show, right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. 
A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Hi, this is Brad Logan. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that's top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and antigens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly if it's a wide range of diet. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support, vitamin D, and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. Remember, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, and prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. like a Friday afternoon Yeah, you can go there if you want Though it fades too soon So go on Let it be If there's a feeling coming over me Seems like it's always understood This time of year Well, I know there's a reason to change Well, I know there's a time for us You think about the good times And you live with all the bad And you can feel it in the air Feeling right this time of year 
Man, welcome back. And I know a lot of people are thinking, the baseball team is stick a fork in them. They are done. I'm going to explain to you today why I don't think that's the case. Now, let's start out by talking about causes of concern. Okay? Let's do that. 12-1 to 1, loss on Friday to Tennessee. Number one Tennessee now. Lost to 10-3 to 3 to Tennessee on Saturday. Neither one of those games were close. And, and I'll be honest, I don't know the last time I was at uh, Swayze Field where Ole Miss was beaten so badly. I just don't remember it. And so those first two games were bad. The Sunday game, a different story. Now, we've always said, everyone that you know that watches college baseball understands that to get a sweep, it's almost impossible in the SEC because that team that wins the first two, I'm not saying they lay down, but it's really hard to beat that third team, that third game, the team the third time. And so, in this case, it was Ole Miss. And they showed life. And now, don't get me wrong, I think it would be important to have won that game and to at least salvage a game. But I think the team showing fight, not quitting, says a lot more than winning the game. And let's be honest, it's the first series of the year. And, and we'll break down the schedule going forward. Ole Miss will not play a team that was as hot as Tennessee is right now for the remainder of the year. And then they go at home. That's North Alabama. It's not Tennessee. I get it. They put it together. 20-3. to three. Uh, Of course, it was run rule. The game was called in seven innings. But I think just coming back, bouncing back, and getting ready for the trip to Lexington says a lot about what this team has done. And that Sunday game, Ole Miss put some things together in the eighth inning. Of course, Hayden Dunhurst homered to right field. And that's what scored the three runs. But Ole Miss was down four to nothing. And it felt like, well, it's this is it. It's a sweep. It's over. Leatherwood scores. Alderman scores. And Ole Miss had an opportunity to take the lead. But once again, I think the important part to point out is how poorly Ole Miss played the first two days and how they didn't quit on Sunday. Mike Bianco, head coach for Ole Miss, said it as much at the end of the game. He said, I just appreciate the guys not quitting. He knew that Tennessee was was legit. And look, we can talk about what some of the players said after Friday and Saturday. I mean, until you've been in a position to where you've gotten your tails kicked, and I think you probably say some things you probably shouldn't have. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And I really don't care what any of the players said. I mean, it's the heat of the moment. Things are rough. And you say some things. I don't think there's any problem in that locker room at all. I think we saw how this team came together on Sunday and how the team played against North Alabama as it gears up for this weekend series against Kentucky. We'll get to Kentucky in a moment. I think it's important to talk about where Ole Miss is right now. 16-7 and of the year, 2-4 and in the SEC. It's not great right now. 16-7 and and 2-4, and and I don't think anybody predicted Ole Miss to be at this position right now. But I think some some glaring issues right now is hitters like Tim Elko, it feels like it's feast or famine with him. It feels like it's either a home run or a strikeout. I mean, he's got 10 home runs and 34 RBI. He's got 26 strikeouts. Remember, there's no Kevin Graham right now. Uh, Ole Miss expects him back over the next couple of weeks. He's dealing with a hand injury. Calvin Harris came back. 
he, he will be available this weekend from, from everything that I've heard. So it's good that you get Calvin Harris back. So I think if you could plug in Kevin Graham into the lineup who's been out and get some production from the middle of the lineup that you did not get over the weekend. I think a very bright spot has been Reagan Buford. He's played really well. Kemp Alderman, once again, hitting the ball pretty well, 311. But the problem's been Tim Elko in the four slot. Really haven't got a lot out of T.J. McCants over the last couple of weeks. And Peyton Chatagnier has just, just, just not seen the ball very well at all. Now all the way down to 253. And is second on the team with 20 strikeouts. So we'll be seeing some figure some things out over the weekend against Kentucky. Now, um, offense was obviously an issue this past weekend. One thing that uh, hasn't really been great all year long is the pitching staff. Where does Ole Miss go? Well, we learned yesterday that uh, Ole Miss will start Dylan DeLucia on Friday against Kentucky. Going to start Dylan. I, I thought they may start Riley Maddox. thought Hunter Elliott is somebody that, that Ole Miss might start. We've seen um, – we saw Jack Washburn in the midweek. And also, I think there's an opportunity to, to maybe see a Brandon Johnson as a starter. But my Bianco's going with Dylan DeLucia. Now, who throws on Saturday and Sunday? We've seen Jack Doherty in that role. We've seen Derek Diamond in that role. I do think Derek Diamond gets the ball on one of the two games. I don't know about the other. Could be Johnny Holstow. I, I don't know. Just have not had the production from the pitcher's mound that Ole Miss needs. But right now, the bright spot has been Brandon Johnson. Appeared in six games, only an 0.87 ERA. Looked really good with 15 strikeouts. Jack Washburn looked good, too. I think that's there's an opportunity for Jack. We'll see Jack down the road. If you can get any type of production from a starter that can go three or four innings, you know that you've got Hunter Elliott and Riley Maddox ready to give you some innings. I think John Gaddis is better than what we saw against Tennessee. To be fair, you know we're grading this thing on a scale of one series this year, and it's against arguably, maybe, maybe there's no argument to be made, and I don't think there is, that Tennessee is the best team in the country right now. I've also been adamant that this is not going to be the same Tennessee team we see in a couple weeks. I mean, there's no way they can play this high for the remainder of the year. But Tennessee will have its hands full as it faces Vanderbilt this weekend in Nashville. Vanderbilt coming off, losing two or three to South Carolina this past weekend. A little bit of a surprise there. Ole Miss goes on the road and faces Kentucky. It's an opportunity for Ole Miss. They need to win two out of three. They need to get this SEC record even. Uh, Two out of three or sweeping Kentucky would be uh, something that Ole Miss really needs to do. And if you're saying there's no way, you know, Ole Miss, as bad as they looked, as bad as they pitched it, look, it's – it's baseball, it's day-to-day, and this Kentucky team is wins can get a couple of wins. The Wildcats enter the weekend 17-9 overall and 2-4 and four in the conference. Wildcats open the season being swept by Arkansas. That's coming off a loss to uh, Indiana during the week, 20-7. The Razorbacks uh, took game one 6-2 in Fayetteville, game two 9-3, and then the Sunday game, which is always difficult. We talked about it earlier about sweeping. 3-1. to one. Opportunity for Ole Miss this weekend, without question. They won two out of three against Georgia the following week. After being swept, they beat uh, – I'm sorry, they lost to Georgia the opening game 42, but but uh, ended up winning the series of the back half. 10-8 to eight on Saturday and 18-5 to five on Sunday during the week. 
They beat Eastern Kentucky 6-3. to three. Uh, This three-game series, all three games are on the SEC Network Plus, so we'll get uh, some form of a Kentucky broadcast. If you're an Ole Miss fan, uh, first pitch tonight, or if you're listening on Friday, it's 6.30. Uh, first pitch on Saturday is at 2, and first pitch on Sunday is at 1 p.m. This is an opportunity for Ole Miss to get some wins, and uh, this Kentucky team uh, struggling a bit on early on, and uh, Ole Miss needs to get two out of three without question. And look, I think Ole Miss fans are probably looking at a couple of things. One, uh, is there going to be some production by Chatney, by Elko, by McCants? Is Gonzalez going to come out of his shell a little bit? Ole Miss needs to get some things going on the road to Kentucky. By the way, I wanted to say this too. After Kentucky, if Ole Miss can get two out of three or possibly sweep, really just cannot come away with only one win. Two out of three or a sweep. They get Southern Miss at Pearl and then a great opportunity to host Alabama. Alabama's really struggling this year, and Ole Miss has an opportunity to get three more wins in Oxford the following weekend before it travels to South Carolina the week after that. So pretty important three-game stretch, six if you count Southern Miss in non-conference action for Ole Miss to kind of tell the season, frankly. And uh, it's an opportunity for Ole Miss to get some wins. What's it going to do from the mound? Is the Ole Miss batters, are the Ole Miss batters going to see the baseball better? Are they going to do some things offensively that they haven't been able to do? We'll see, and we'll tell you about it right here on the show. Ole Miss football is in the middle of spring practice. The good news, you've got a chance to see the Rebels practice. Uh, Here are the dates, April the 2nd, April the 9th, and April the 16th. Remember, fans, park in the Pavilion Garage and enter through gate number 33 in the southwest corner. Gates will open at 1045, and seating will be available in the south grandstand. Practice will uh, begin shortly thereafter. So, opportunity to watch the Rebels practice, uh, spring practice. Everybody's kind of looking at a couple of positions. We'll hear from Lane Kiffin in just a moment, along with quarterback Jackson Dart. At the end of the day, everybody's looking at the quarterback position, but I'll be honest, I'm more interested in the running backs. I can't wait to see how good Zach Evans is. I mean, he looked pretty good in practice the other day. Didn't get to see a ton. But hopefully we get uh, we'll get a chance to see him break away. Kendrell Bullock also should see uh, some carries as well. There are a lot of transfers coming in in that running back room, just like the wide receiver room. Didn't see a ton of receivers that uh, you know that look great. Look like Jonathan Mingo, a little bit hampered uh, with an injury with his foot. Uh, we'll see how that progresses. Offensive line. Be sure and check out David Johnson on Rep247.com. There's a good piece on the offensive line right now at Reps247.com about the transformation of that offensive line. I think there's some some names that uh, that you'll remember, but some new names as well. I think Mason Brooks coming in from Western Kentucky is going to play a big part. Uh, I don't, you know, don't throw out the opportunity that there could be a transfer center come in and uh, vie for that position. But with the transformation of Nick Broker uh, moving down to guard, you've got Jeremy James at, at, at tackle, and then I think uh, you'll see Eli Acker, and there's some younger players too, but there's a great article about that. So something you want to look at at practice is what that offensive line looks like. But for me personally, once again, I'm looking for that running back room. I, I want to see who kind of stands out from running back. Of course, defensively, I mean, we've seen uh, Javian Clowning. We've heard of Brandon Mack. I want to hear about some of these young guys. I want to see some young guys on defense and see – Who's stepping up? Who's making some big plays? The defensive line, Cedric Johnson, a player that we've talked about a lot on this show. So who kind of steps up and, and makes some plays on that defensive side of the ball? 
at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot of fun to get to see some practice, get to see some football. The weather's supposed to be beautiful on Saturday. And here's head coach Lane Kiffin following practice just the other day. All right, good to be out there. Um, you know, just continuing to work through. You know, like we said before, it's a little bit different because so many new guys, it's almost like a training camp feel. Um, we're normally in spring, just have your returning guys you're working with. So that's pretty exciting to have so many new guys that you get to coach up and figure out roles for them. Um, well, first of all, it wasn't a scrimmage. So all we did was practice. We just went in the stadium for part of it. So, um, you know, it wasn't near the evaluation of a scrimmage format. But, you know, I, I think they're all doing things good. Um, We've got to take care of the ball better. And um, especially when we push the ball downfield, too many interceptions. But, you know, this will this has been exciting competition. Um, I wouldn't really say didn't expect them to because we have high, high expectations for guys. But um, I just think the portal guys, you know, are more – it's not a hit and miss as a high school guy because you're seeing them play college football. So, um, you know, those guys, not to just focus on them, but they have looked really good. And, you know, that – you know, we didn't really – take a lot of guys necessarily that were at a major place but not playing, you know, that left just because they were hap- were unhappy because they were sitting on the bench. And then that's more of a wild card because you're getting them and you really haven't seen film. You know, maybe they just sat out and redshirted or barely played. Most of these guys played. So, um, you know, it's you know that, that, that's been good because it kind of the analytics of it, you know, as you look at it, you're saying, okay, well, here's – Here's these guys, and they all look like they can help us, you know, versus when you get your high school guys, you know, the first week or two, you know, you see some guys say that those guys can help us and some guys that are probably, you know, a ways away. Um, really valuable, you know, to, um, you know, have a lot of returning guys, but then have all these new guys, and then it's challenging. So it's exciting, you know, because there's more to do than just – your culture's already set. These kids already know expectations. I mean, these kids don't know how we tape for practice. You know, they don't know how we finish in practice, how, you know, all kinds of things. So um, that, that part's good. It's challenging for all the coaches to make sure they're going back, you know, to step one. Yeah, I think it's gone really well. Um, you know, uh, the addition of Mason over there has allowed us to do that, to move people really to start the dominoes of moving people. And um, I think it's looked good so far, for sure. You know, it's, um, I don't know, I know I equate things to professional sports a lot or the NFL because that's really what we are now in all areas, it's professional sports. So um, to me, it's no different than having mini camps, looking at everybody, and then you have a few guys that you see right before training camp, you know, that are still free agents out there, that usually veteran guys that, NFL said, okay, well, we're worried about this spot, you know, and so we go and sign somebody up there, so definitely. Yeah, I mean, I I do that every day, but I try to slow up and wait for all the practices, you know, because, um, you know, that that's better to have more input and not try to fix problems right now, and so just try to be patient with that. He's very competitive, you know, we knew that on film and talking to people, but then, you know, when you get them, you know, he really loves ball, loves to work, loves to practice, loves to get better. Um, you know, very on the edge out there, you know, competitive fighting type of mentality. So that's good. Really, I mean, 
I don't like telling this because everybody says this, but you know, he's probably told him this forever. I mean, his his potential is unbelievable. Um, you know, his catching radius and balance and body control is just they don't make many like that in the world. You know, and so um, he's done great things already. And it is crazy, like I told the staff, because we just kind of think of Portal as like free agency, like those are the older ones. This guy's in his second semester of college, which is crazy to think about when you see his skill set. So we're obviously really excited about him. Uh, good, you know, um, obviously that was, you know, losing three guys, you know, the three productive guy, most productive guys. You know, that was a huge emphasis for us and took us some time to get it finalized and and all together and so you know that's really exciting and just very unusual you know in college football to just replace like that and go to work with new guys um so it's really really good challenging and exciting and that was Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin following practice uh, earlier this week Jackson Dart a player that Ole Miss uh, was able to get the transfer in here uh tells a lot about how excited he is about playing uh, for this SEC team at Ole Miss, about how it was going to be an SEC team all along, the relationship he's got uh, with current uh, quarterback that he's battling with, Luke Altmyer, Michael Trigg Jr., the tight end, the talented tight end, that he'll be throwing the football to a lot. And by the way, another tight end that looked pretty good the other day, Casey Kelly, really put on some weight, looked good catching the football. So this offense is definitely one to watch. And now let's hear from quarterback Jackson Dart for Ole Miss. In. I keep like reflecting on it, and if you know you would have told me that my first year of college would have turned out this way, I would have told you you're crazy. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been quite a whirlwind, but um, I'm thankful for where I'm at right now. Hard was it to leave USC? It was really hard. Um, you know, just like the bonds, the connections that I made there. Um, you know, my teammates, my friends. Uh, leaving those guys was hard, um, but you know, it was. It was what was best for me and, and for me to, you know, achieve my goals um, for the future. So um, I kind of like to have it with that kind of mindset. But, you know, it, honestly, it, it was hard. What was it about Yeah, I mean, ultimately just seeing, you know, the, the production that they had last year, um, you know, hearing about it on the news when, when I was playing at SC and then watching highlights when I was in the portal and the meeting with the coaches, I, I loved how electric the offense is. Um, you know, it's super quarterback friendly and I love the, you know, just the excitement and everything that carries around with it. Um, I loved how, you know, Coach Kiffin has, has really turned some things around here and have brought it, brought it back to what it used to be. And, uh, you know, so that, that was something that really excited me. Man, that's, that's my brother. Um, you know, he came into SC. Uh, he was he wasn't an early enrollee, um, so he came a little bit later than me. But you know, it was like right off the bat when we got to meet each other, um, we just became super close. And uh, you know, when all the discussion was going down um, with me getting the portal, he was he texted me right away and he's like, "Hey, bro, I'm going where you're going." Um, and yeah, so I just think that you know our friendship's just really close, and we we have that brotherhood. Yeah, Luke's a great kid. Um, I remember like one of my first days coming in here, uh, we threw in the indoor facility with some of the receivers, and he was the first kid to come shake my hand. Um, so he's, he's a great kid, and I can tell that you know he's, he's raised really well. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're good friends. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I came into SC in a similar position. Uh, I committed with another kid, 
uh, who's in my class. So for me, it's kind of similar. It's like I haven't really I'm in the same position as I was when I first came when I first went to SC. Um, you know, we obviously have the same goals in mind. And, uh, you know, I think it's just, you know, it's competition. It breeds the best out of both of us. It's going to push us and uh, help us become better players ultimately. Yeah, obviously it's new stuff for me. Um, I mean, it was last week. We'd come into, you know, the first three days, and there were new things that I haven't ran before. So just getting those reps um, really helps. But if I compare myself to where I was last spring to this spring, I feel like I'm a lot farther ahead. Um, but just like my knowledge of the game, and I think Coach Weiss um, has done a great job with that, with you know, um, helping the quarterbacks understand defenses more and really meeting with us um, beforehand to get us ready before spring ball even started. I felt like we had almost you know, at least 75% of the whole install in before spring ball had even started. So just meeting with him has been an easy transition for me, um, you know, getting to know the offense. And from here on out, I think it's mostly just reps and understanding how guys play and their speeds and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, um, you know, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I felt like last year I really got to have half of a quarter where I was actually really healthy and got to show what I was, what I'm capable of. Um, you know, I hurt my knee against Washington State. And I was out for a few weeks, and even when I came back, I wasn't 100%. Um, so, you know, there's some things with my legs that I wasn't able to really showcase. Um, but I would just say, you know, you can't really be complacent on anything. you got to work at everything. Um, I would say a big thing for me is probably just uh, my footwork and my timing to the different concepts that we have and, uh, you know, getting get a good rhythm with that because I feel like if my feet are right, then, you know, everything will play out good. Mm, there's been a lot of guys. Um, we have a lot of really, really good players. Um, I, Mingo, Mingo's been a, a big one to me. He's just like a leader, and you know he's he's a great athlete. I think he's going to be a guy coming into this next draft class that's kind of flying under the radar, and he's going to make a big name for himself. Um, I feel like the offensive line group as a whole, they're really close and they communicate really well with one another, and they're all really really solid players. Um, you know, all of our running backs, Zach, Dew, Contrell. Um, those guys are really good players, and they're really explosive. They got great speed, um, and I think that they're going to do a great job for us. Um, I think that we're going to have one of the most talented offenses in the SEC, and uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm super excited for it. And, of course, the Grove Bowl coming up on April the 23rd, a great opportunity to come to Oxford, enjoy everything uh, that Oxford has to offer. The Double Decker Festival will be that weekend. Ole Miss will host Mississippi State that weekend in baseball, and it's going to be an absolute zoo here uh, in Oxford, Mississippi in a couple of weeks. So an opportunity to see some football, baseball, I'm sure softball will be in action, and uh, a great opportunity to enjoy the city. That's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. We appreciate you being part of the show, and uh, boy, it's been a great ride. We're thankful for our sponsors today, Bet Online. Uh, also thankful for Athletic Greens and, of course, our brand-new sponsor, University Traditions. Be sure to follow them on Twitter. That's at UNIV Traditions. We appreciate you being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Be sure and follow uh, the Believe in Ole Miss podcast on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. Of course, I'm Brad Logan at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Also, be uh, be checking out Rebs247.com. There's some great recruiting information. Uh, Jared Redding's done a great job covering baseball. Uh, David Johnson and uh, Chris Brooks have done a great job holding down the fort, doing all sorts of football, all sorts of recruiting. Tyler Comas uh, chiming in as well. So, a great opportunity to join today at reps247.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. 
Play your favorite games. Right now, NCAA tournament, NBA, so many opportunities for you to bet. And uh, remember, head on over to the website, use your mobile device and sign up today. Receive a bonus. Receive a bonus today. Just use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. And remember, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, play your favorite games, betonline.ag. Big weekend in baseball, big weekend in football on the campus of Ole Miss. We'll talk about it next week right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan COTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.